We know that in God's mind, He was chosen before the foundation of the world, don't we? But when do we first get an account of John being chosen for this job? Hmm? Can someone tell? Right. In Matthew, the 16th chapter, verse 27 and 28. Let's turn. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to explode some theology now, but that's all right. Matthew, the 16th chapter. Hallelujah. Matthew, the 16th chapter, verse 27 and 28. Yes, Jesus. Mm, yes, Jesus. Mm. Listen to Jesus speaking. For the Son of Man, verse 27, shall come in the glory of his Father, shall be revealed, shall come where? Into the earth. With his angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. But now, Brother Pruitt, that's when he comes back in the resurrection. No, it's not. Look at the next verse. Fairly I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Who is he talking about? Hmm? You reckon he wasn't talking about John? But we don't want to reckon and guess about it, do we? We want to hear it explained right out of the Bible. Let's read it again. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming or being revealed in his kingdom. But here was Paul already dead, Peter already dead. Everyone was dead but John. Let's turn over to John, the book of John, the gospel of John, the 21st chapter. Hallelujah. And let's hear explanation of it coming out of the mouth of Jesus himself. John, the 21st chapter. Verse 20. John, the 21st chapter, verse 20. We're going real slowly, so we won't miss a thing. Is everyone hearing all right? Are you understanding all right? Do you feel it moving into your mind and opening it up? Thank you, Jesus. Verse 20. Peter had just got through talking about to Jesus and Jesus had just got through telling him his job and his ministry. Just got through telling Peter how he was going to die. Hmm? And then Peter, verse 20. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved, follow. This was John. Which also leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord... Which is he that betrayeth thee? That's the same one that leaned on the breast and asked him that question. John at the Last Supper, if you remember, was leaning on Jesus' breast and said, said Who is it going to betray you? You remember John asking that? 
Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Hmm. Jesus says unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then when is this saying abroad among the disciples, there is a misunderstanding, that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him that he shall not die, but he said, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Till I be revealed. He was the one that would not taste death until the fullness of the kingdom came. Because God had chosen John, if you please, to reveal the kingdom of Jesus Christ right through the book of Revelation. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. A man chosen of God, told about his choosing through the Son of God, and now here he was some 60 years later getting ready to be revealed to. Thank you, Jesus. Are you ready to hear what happened in his life? Are you ready to hear and see this revelation coming alive right inside of John? We're ready, aren't we? Yes, Lord. So we're going to start Revelations, the first chapter. Thought by thought, we're going to minister. We're not going to minister a long chapter by chapter or even verse by verse. But we're going to get thought by thought. Yes, Lord. Revelation, the first chapter, verse 1. Are you ready? Everyone ready? Jesus. The revelation of Jesus Christ, the first thought. The whole book of the Revelation is written to reveal or to show Jesus Christ in resurrected form. That whole book will show him, reveal Christ and his benefits and his workings, the purpose of the book, so that you and I might know him and live in his fullness here in this life. And by living in his fullness here in this life, we will establish his kingdom and enter into our ministry. The word revelation means unveiling, uncovering, bringing to light something that was hidden before. Hallelujah. We see if Brother Pelham is covered up, if he's veiled, hallelujah. You might can see his hands, you might know it's Brother Pelham. But you can't see all of him, can you? Hmm? In order for him to be seen, he must be revealed. When I start pulling that veil off of him, you go to seeing him, right? See him? Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And the more I pull it off of him, hmm, the more revelation, until the complete revelation is there. Until the fullness of Brother Pelham is revealed. Do you see him? Now, that's what the book of Revelation does to Jesus Christ and his benefits and his kingdom, and his fullness. It pulls the veil off of him and reveals him and his works and his living kingdom. Let's close our eyes and whisper the name of Jesus. 
Why is he revealed? So that you might know him? Hmm? So that you might follow him? So that his fullness might be revealed in your life? And so that you might take that unseen kingdom that he's revealing hmm? and establish it in this seen world? All right? Now we're ready for the next thought. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. Notice it now. Which God gave unto him. The revealing was given to John, was given by God the Father. Watch it now. Hmm? Of his son, the resurrected Jesus. Are you ready? Given to John by the workings of the Holy Spirit. Have we got that now? The revealing was given by God the Father. God speaking directly. Hmm? Let's get it now. Because this is real important. Say, well, I don't understand it, Brother Brute. That's all right. It's real important. God directly speaking to John, revealing his resurrected son by the Holy Spirit. Let's notice verse 8. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. This is God testifying of himself. Saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty, God the Father, the Creator. Notice verse 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard me a great voice as of a trumpet, the same voice that spoke out of the heavens and testified, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen at it. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in the book and send it, and so on and so forth. Look at verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spake to me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. See, God speaking, revealing His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, verse 13 through 16 there, we see God, we see Jesus Christ being revealed. We see John seeing Him in the Spirit. We see Him with a garment all the way down to His pap, uh, His feet and girt about the paps with a golden girdle, head in His hair, white as wool and white as snow, and his eyes like flame is fire in his feet. Hmm? We see God revealing his son Jesus Christ. Then, when God testifies and reveals him, Jesus Christ starts speaking and acting hmm? and talking to John. All right? This is important to see this because all through the book of Revelation, you'll be seen over into heaven and then into earth. Over into heaven and then into earth. God speaking and testifying, giving these things unto Jesus Christ and Him putting them to work in the earth. 
It's important that we see this right now. Hallelujah. Then we see verse 17. Jesus Christ starts to work. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not. Now this is Jesus. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was but dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And then he starts talking. Yes, Jesus. Do you see this? <clears throat> Do you understand? <clears throat> Hmm? Do you? Now you'll need it farther on, hallelujah, when the fullness of the kingdom is revealed, whenever God chooses to do it. But you understand this, don't you? Thank you, Jesus. Now we're next for the, ready for the next thought. Let's close our eyes and say, Jesus. Jesus. Hmm, Jesus. Back to Revelation, the first chapter, the first verse, for the next thought. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants, plural. But he was just speaking to John. Let's go on. To show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. So it is with God and His plan, God the Father. This is His way of doing things. When God gets ready to reveal new things and new revelations and show them to the, His people and to the world, God chooses a man. Hmm? And through that man, he goes to showing and revealing these things to that man and through that man. And then that man, as an ambassador, an emissary, a messenger of God, turns and then teaches it to all the rest of the ministers and the servants and the people of God and then on out to the whole world. All right? This is God's method of doing things to the other ministers and teachers. Not to reveal wholesale over the world. You never have seen an account of God doing that. God chooses one person to reveal a certain portion of his truth to, and he reveals that to, and then that person in turn turns and preaches and teaches and ministers that truth. This is God's way. You see this? This is why Paul said a dispensation of the gospel is given unto me. When God got ready to show his power in the world in the time of the Egyptians and the children of Israel, God did not reveal himself to Israel wholesale, but he revealed himself to Moses. Are you listening? This is God's way of doing these things. And then through Moses, the mighty power of God began to go forth, showing to Pharaoh and to the world, and brought the children of Israel, if you please, out of the land of Egypt, and you know the story. But God revealed himself to Moses. Amen. One that he had chosen. 
not for anything that that man was, but for the thing that God, through his all-knowing knowledge, knew he could make out of that person. Not for any goodness of his flesh, but what God knew that that person would do. All right? A chosen vessel of God. I want you to listen real close because these things will make you grow up. Let's close your eyes again and say, Jesus. When God got ready to send His Son into the world, hmm, He chose a man to announce the coming of His Son, John the Baptist. Right? He didn't give the revelation wholesale to all the people, just to one person, John the Baptist. And he went into the wilderness, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is hand. Remember? The message of God. Same way with Paul. Even though God had revealed himself through Peter and John and all the rest of them, when he got ready to bring forth the church in the Gentile nations, and Antioch, and Syria, and Thyatira, and all the rest of these. What? He reached down and revealed his plan of the Gentile churches, if you please, to Paul the Apostle. So it has been all through the ages. God revealed himself unto a man, and then that man turned and then taught and revealed these things that God had revealed unto him. So here, God had revealed himself to John. Remember, shall not taste death until they see the, me coming in my kingdom. Remember? Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Are you glad to let God do it his way? Thank you. All right. This is the way he does? Thank you, Jesus. Let's go on. The last part of verse 1. And he sent and signified it, announced it by his angel unto his servant John. Let's read the whole verse over and then get the last part of the whole verse. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent, who sent? God sent. And signified it. Did what? Announced it by his angel. Whose angel? The angel of the Lord, right. Unto his servant John. So it is God's method again. He's never changed. Of announcing anything new. Any new revelation, any new working, any new era, and so forth. Hmm? When God's time comes to announce new works on His schedule, He sends the angel of the Lord. Gabriel himself, the announcing angel, the heralding angel, hmm? 
He sends the angel of the Lord to announce the opening of any new era or any new revelation or any new work to the person that he's chosen to do this work. Are you listening? Angels, if you please. The word says in Hebrews, the first chapter, you don't have to turn there, verse 14. They are ministering spirits, created spiritual beings, to minister unto the heirs of salvation. Now the job of Gabriel hmm, is to announce for God. And he always does it. Thank you, Jesus. He's here now. Has been here all day. You feel him, don't you? Thank you, Jesus. In Luke, the first chapter, you need not turn there. Verse 11. This same angel... Gabriel was sent to Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, to announce the ministry and the life and the purpose of John the Baptist. As Zacharias, the father, was praying in the temple, all at once the angel of the Lord, Gabriel himself, stood there. You remember? Huh? And he began to speak to him and tell him, I have called this son, this fixing to be brought forth of years. Hmm? I have called him to go before to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. That's what I've called him for. And I've called him, if you please, to go before the Lord God, Jesus himself, in the spirit and the power of Elisha. You remember? Elijah. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of just. But the angel Gabriel had been sent to announce that this was so. And he spoke. The same angel that spoke to John. The herald and angel that announced an angel. Sent right out of the throne of God itself. Luke, the first chapter, verse 26. You need not turn there. We see Gabriel again making an appearance to Mary, the mother of Jesus. Do you remember? Hmm? He had another announcement to make, didn't he? And he sent his angel, the angel of the Lord, his messenger, that has a job to do, that announces every new thing in the earth. Verse 26, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and so on and so forth. 
Now this same angel, the angel Gabriel, the announcing angel, the heralding angel, the angel that God sends and says, time is fulfilled and time is ready to be changed, was sent. He sent unto his servant John and he announced that here was the fullness of the kingdom ready to come forth. We're going real slow because all these things are important. And you understand the importance of this and understanding the book of Revelation. We'll be preaching them like a house of fire later on. But now we want to get an understanding of it where we won't resist it in our mind. So it was with John the Apostle. God sent his angel. his messenger to announce that right now the revealing of Jesus Christ and his kingdom was at hand ready to go verse 2 who bear a record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things that he saw. Verse 2 is describing John. John had received the visitation of the word of God through the announcing angel, and he recorded it. He began to write it. Hallelujah. And wrote it down and recorded it, and he testified that it was so. So that you and I, down through the ages, could have the Word of God living forever. Are you listening? Hmm? The angel came with the Word, saying it's time. But what did the angel say? Brother Pruitt, verse 3. Listen to the angel talk. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Oh, Gabriel had spoken what God sent him to speak. The angel Gabriel was saying to John, that the time of the blessings or the revealing of Jesus Christ and the fullness of the blessing of his kingdom was at hand right now. And he went further than that. He said, those that read, look back to verse 3, they that hear he that readeth, first of all, because, John, you're going to record it. Hmm? And those that hear or accept the words of this, that's the ones the fullness of the kingdom belong to. And those that keep, 
or obey this. Because the churches had only come so far then. Hmm? They were ready to go on into the fullness. And the blessings of God would only be on those that read and heard, accepted, and obeyed and went on into the fullness. The rest of them would fall into complete apostasy. John was going to see it. He was going to write it. And the blessings of God would be upon those that did what? Read it, heard it, and kept it. Yes, Jesus. Mm, so it is with everything that God does. He gives it unto many, but only those that will accept it and obey it are the ones that the blessings flow upon. So it is with the move of this Spirit today. This move of God's Spirit. Many are hearing, beloved, and many are falling back. But the blessings of the fullness is for you that have stood and moving on into the fullness. That same kingdom that was announced by that angel is available for you right now in this day. Are you listening? Thank you, Jesus. Blessed is he that readeth. The recording, not something that they want to hear, but the recording that he revealed unto one man. Many revelations come out of that recording, but there's only one revelation of the recording, not changing it. Are you listening? Blessed is he that readeth and heareth it. Heareth it, that means accepts it in his heart. And keeps it. That means obey it. Believe it and live by it. This is what the angel said to John. This is what he says to you tonight. Yes, Jesus. Verse 4. Let's get the first thought. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Here in verse 4, the spirit of revelation began to move in John's mind and open his understanding, and he began to write this message from heaven. Because as the spirit moved in his mind, his understanding, he began to understand through the spirit of the revelation that this message had come to a particular group of people that God had chosen beforehand and the Spirit began to reveal it to him. As he began to look out at all the churches, look at me, he began to look over in the Babylon, country of Babylon, and over in Asia Minor, and all over into the uh, territory of the Ottomans, and all the churches, the Spirit began to reveal right into his mind that God had chosen the seven churches of Asia to start this work in. Hmm? So that as he worked in this group of churches, 
in these revelations, this revelation of the fullness of the kingdom, then through these group of churches, out from them would spread this gospel all over the world, this fullness of the kingdom. All right? So it is with God always. God chooses groups of people. Seeds or plantings or first fruits. Through God's wisdom, he chose these. That he might reveal unto these groups these revelations and teachings. And out from these groups, he might reveal it unto the others. Are you listening to this now? God not only chooses his men and his ministers, but he also chooses his groups. The plannings of the Lord. And he had chosen right here the seven churches which were in Asia. We can name them, but we won't now. And he had chosen that this message should go forth first, brother, to these seven churches. Not try to run and struggle and fight it all over the world. Hmm? But to go forth first and be planted and taught and revealed right in these seven churches to start the revealing of Jesus Christ and his kingdom, that unseen kingdom, hmm? that spiritual kingdom, Ukarahaya, that fullness of the kingdom to be revealed right in these churches. And he chose the people to hear first that they might spread it unto others. You are that people in this day. Are you listening? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Back to verse 4. John to these seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. God the Father. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Hallelujah. Right in heaven. This is a message he said straight from heaven. Getting ready to be sent out to you, the seven churches of Asia. Verse 5. And not only is it from the very throne of God, the Father himself, but it's and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Stop right there. Everything that comes out of the heavenlies from the throne of God Everything that comes out of the spiritual world or out of the heavens, 
Jesus inside you and with you. Listen at it now. Here in this earth is faithful to bear witness to this truth, to let you feel this truth by his spirit, to let you know this truth by his spirit. He is the faithful witness. Are you hearing me? And John wanted to let the seven churches know because they knew this principle. That it was not only just a revelation, but it was power, it was bore witness by the Spirit of Christ that was with him and in him. That the faithful witness, Christ the apostle that lived in John, hmm, and lived with John, the faithful witness, had testified that this thing was so. As that God would speak and as the angel would speak, this Jesus inside of Paul would say, yes, 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 by his Spirit. This Jesus beside him would just pour his glory on. Hmm? Do you know what I'm talking about? You feel him in there testifying of this truth now, don't you? Hmm? No power in earth is stronger or can ever be stronger than that witness of Christ that is inside of you and with you. It'll bear witness of the truth every time. And here John was writing, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. He said, I'm not depending on my own self to discern whether this is God or not. I'm listening to Jesus, the one that's always talked to me, to say yes and to bear witness. Hmm? No power can stop his witness of the truth. To you and to everybody that hears it. Now, after people hear the truth many times, they turn from that truth hmm, willfully. Hallelujah. Because they say, well, I don't want to know whether I want to go into that or not. I'm pretty happy the way I am and I'm pretty good the way I am I'm doing alright the way I am hmm? but many times people turn after they know it's the truth but that doesn't stop that faithful witness hmm? he lets them know it's the truth that same one that's talking to you right now he always bears witness to the truth here on earth by his spirit Yes, Jesus. Oh, let's just close our eyes and whisper the name of Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. The last part of verse 5. Unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. This faithful witness that has borne witness to John, to John that these things were true. John is here saying that this is the same Jesus 
that he's talking about and getting ready to reveal here in these scriptures, that he's the same Jesus that first of all loved you, was crucified for you, bore your sins and your sickness and your diseases and your sorrows and transgressions and iniquities. The same one that has been set forth before you crucified, hallelujah, that you can look by faith and feel that same flowing of the Spirit of the body of Jesus Christ to heal your diseases, to set you free from your sins, huh? He said this is the same Jesus that loved us and washed us. He said the Jesus that, I, that bore witness here that is the faithful witness that bore witness to me and the one that's getting ready to reveal. It's the same one that you've been taught about that loved you and was crucified for you and that washed you from your sins in his own blood. And it's that same feeling of the Spirit, hallelujah, that made you clean. That's the same way he's bearing witness right here. It's not a different Jesus. Yes, Lord. He loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And that's the same, the same way that you've been taught to receive from that body of Jesus Christ by the flowing of the Spirit off of that body from deliverance for your sins and your sickness and your diseases and sorrows. The same way you've been taught to receive that washing of the blood of Jesus Christ by the Spirit to make you feel clean. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, that's the same way you're going to be taught these other revelations. This is what he's saying. And hath made us kings and priests unto God. That same Jesus that is crucified for you, bore your sins and your sickness and diseases, washed you in his blood and made you clean. That same Jesus, if you please, by coming on the inside of you and being with you always, even unto the end of the world, made you, John said, a king and priest unto God right here on this earth. Because that power that is in you, John even himself wrote in the epistle, John said, Greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. By you learning to yield to that power, that is what made you the kings and priests unto God here on this earth. By you learning to yield to that greater power that was in you than was anything in the world, that what made you a king to rule against any power that would come against you here on this earth. You hear what John's saying? Hmm? Hallelujah. Now that same Jesus, he said, is going to be revealed. And also, he made you a king and a priest. That same John had written, Hallelujah, the words of Jesus Christ that said, But I go away, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me. And because I live, ye shall live also. John is saying right here, he made you a priest because you had been looking at him, the high priest in the Spirit, and feel the washing of his blood. Feel all that benefits of his Spirit that he poured into your body, his healing and his deliverance. All right? He said, Now this is the same Jesus that I am getting ready to reveal, and he'll be revealed the same way. Have you got to know? Hmm? Oh. Want to stop? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's close our eyes and whisper the name of Jesus and see if he'd have us to stop right now. Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. One more thought, and then we're going to stop. Verse 7.
Behold, he cometh, present tense, with clouds. John said, get ready. Huh? Behold, or look, here he comes, with clouds of glory. When he comes revealing this time, that mighty flowing of the Holy Spirit, just like clouds, is going to cover him. Hmm? That's the kind of glory of God are just moving in the midst hmm? and revealing him in the fullness of his kingdom. And you'll see him in the clouds of the Spirit revealed right there in the fullness of his kingdom. And all the way through the book of Revelation, you see this thing happening. Right on to the last there, where he saw a new heaven and a new earth and that new Jerusalem being established in the earth. Thank you, Lord. There he was. There no need of the sun and the moon there, for there he was showing the light, and these clouds were moving everywhere. Are you ready? And every eye shall see him. Two ways will he, will he rule in this world, beloved. Is he ruling right now? One is through grace, those that will look at him in the spirit. The other is through judgment. But nevertheless, ever man, woman, boy and girl in the earth is tasting one way or another of Jesus Christ. Either through his grace hmm, or either through his judgment that is poured out. Out of that unseen world into the natural world. Out of that spiritual world into the natural world. Here is the angels with the vials. Remember them in Revelation coming out of that unseen world and pouring the vials of judgment against the wicked and those that reject him. But he said every eye is going to see him. This is going to affect every one of them. All right? It will. Because in the book of Revelation, he is revealed not only as the Savior, not only as the king and the priest that's building his kingdom in the earth, but he's also revealed as the judge. That out of that unseen world, he sends forth his angels right into that natural world, and judgment falls. Hmm? Wars and famines and pestilences, starvations and all of this comes against disobedient humanity that rejects Jesus Christ. God is again moving today, beloved, to reveal and to make people understand as he rejects Jesus Christ wholesale. And that man is the master of his soul. He can either accept him as his Savior and live in that glory of the unseen world that you're feeling right now, or he can reject him and feel the pouring out of the vials of judgment. Behold, he cometh with the clouds of power. Those clouds are a sweet smell of savor unto life to those that are obedient, but it's judgment unto those that are disobedient. Hmm? Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. He is Lord one way or another. He is Lord in grace and love and mercy and uh, to those that are obedient in the Spirit, or either he is Lord in judgment to the disobedient humanity. But he's Lord nevertheless. Are you listening? The Lord said, stop, and I'm going to stop. Let's close our eyes and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh.
Oh. 